all you cinephiles and series seekers out there. This is your captain of cinema, Stephen Daniels, steering the ship on today's journey aboard Where's the Popcorn as we dive headfirst into the world of Five Nights at Freddy's. Before we switch on the projector, let me set the stage. I am just a regular moviegoer, not a critic. You won't find me in the theater with a notepad and a monocle, dissecting scenes like a surgeon. I'm all about the raw, unscripted experience of storytelling, free from trailers that give away the whole plot. My attention's got a 60-second shelf life, and if you didn't sell me within that time, I ain't watching it, unless it's from a franchise I truly care about, from a creator, actor, actress, writer who has won me over in the past with their films or shows that they've created, or recommendations from fantastical people like my brother Mikey, who knows the type of things I like to watch. My love for films and shows isn't limited by genre. It spans from the silent flickers of a black and white past to the high-definition dramas of the present. And it's all rooted in my childhood, sitting beside my father, Daniel, who was the movie buff I wanted to be. It's through his eyes that I learned to embrace the full spectrum of storytelling. And yeah, I am the guy who is not afraid to admit that he'll tear up at an emotional scene or facepalm over what I think is an industry blunder, like the infamous creative clashes that ousted Henry Cavill. Because in my opinion, I don't know, Hollywood... Sometimes your choices are baffling as a plot twist without a plot. Everything that I say is my opinion. Sometimes you're going to agree 100% of what I said. Sometimes it might be 50% of what I say. Sometimes zero. But that's okay. And please don't expect me to be your breaking news reviewer. A movie just came out. Too bad. I'm usually a few movies behind the premiere rush. But that's the beauty of Where's the Popcorn? You're going to get a variety of hosts, a mixtape of insights, and even different takes on the same flick. It's a smorgasbord of perspective just for you, our amazing listeners. Now, let's hit play on Five Nights at Freddy's. Welcome to Freddy Fazbear's Pizzeria, where fantasy and fun come to life. Hit it, guys. If you're watching this video... It means you've been selected as Freddy's newest security guard. Hello? We're going to have so much fun together. I am 37 years old, so I'm a 90s kid, and the childhood memories of Chuck E. Cheese's birthday party still haunt me. There was a time that the party was for me, and most times it was other kids, like family or friends or students or you know how it is with kids' birthday parties. But there I was, squirming at the sight of those animatronics. They were a dismantle away from a horror show. They always looked like they were about to fall apart. And my inner storyteller always whispered, what if they rent rogue? What if they kill people at work at night? And lo and behold, Scott Cawthon turned that nightmare into a gamer's delight. The news of the movie adaptation had my excitement in a stranglehold. I had mixed feelings about it. 
When I first heard it was Blumhouse doing this with Universal, I was only half excited as I felt that half of their movies are not that good. So Blumhouse set the stage, but it was Jim Henson's company involvement that had me chanting, yes, like a cult classic enthusiast. I mean, come on. Who isn't awestruck by the creatures from Labyrinth? Or the Ninja Turtles in that 90s Ninja Turtles movie. And in my opinion, it still looks pretty damn good today. Fast forward to movie night with my wife and three boys, all of us, FNAF veterans. From drawing fan art to surviving help wanted in VR. And I do have a confession that I had to top out playing that game. It was just too real for me. I couldn't do it. I'm a wuss with scary games. Anyways. I came into this movie knowing that it's not going to be an Oscar contender. It's not going to be the most amazing movie ever. It's not going to be a scary, scary movie. I mean, come on, it was PG-13. But this movie isn't aiming for the critics. It's a winking at the toy aisles in Target, at the piles of FNAF plushies in the corner of my kids' rooms. The decision to release it on Peacock, as well as in theaters, to me is genius because while I watched it only once, my boys, an 11-year-old, a 9-year-old, and a 6-year-old, they've hit replay 13 times and counting. They knew what they were doing. This film wasn't meant for the art critics. I mean, look what it is. It's a narrative of animatronics going wild. And I think they stick the landing. Let's dissect it a little bit. The movie had its flaws. There's some parts I didn't like. Like the overdone kitty fort sequence that that didn't sit well with me. I didn't like it. But there's my six-year-old saying, yes, dad, they're dead, but they're kids. I'll sidestep the spoilers, but let's just say like Vanessa's character arc. That could have been better. Play security breach, and you'll see what I'm talking about. She had a way better storyline in that game. Maybe the sequels will bring that to life. I don't know. And I also think besides the main actor... Everyone acted like it was a right-to-DVD movie. I guess today you would say right-to-streaming movies. And I'm not talking about on a level like, you know, Disney plus Marvel type movies. I'm talking about like the Christmas movie that comes along and it's like Aunt Carol's Christmas collection. And it shows a picture of her and some love interest. That, that, it's that type where you're like, who the hell are these people? That's what I felt like those actors, mostly everybody, were like. Wasn't that great? I even found the sister annoying. You could put Dora the Explorer in her spot and still get the same vibe. That's how annoyed I was with her. But they did get some things right. Now, let's talk about that. There was a lot of Easter eggs. It had me and my boys pointing them like identifying constellations in the night sky. Foxy, my favorite animatronic, stole the show from me. I loved the way he looked. And there was a certain cameo that I didn't expect that had me grinning ear to ear. At first, I was like, he looks and sounds familiar. And then when he said his last line, I'm like, yeah, I'm happy that he brought, they brought him on. And kudos to the crew who brought these robotic nightmares to life. And even the crew who build all these sets. They all deserve a standing ovation and a chef kiss for their craftsmanship. I'm not a big fan of CG in horror movies. I love practical effects in horror movies. Why do you think the 80s horror are so popular? And the movies of today that only stand out if they just have like disturbing scenes. It's like the more disturbing they get, the more people would talk about it. Like I just watched Talk to Me. I loved it. But it wasn't scary. It just had scenes that had me like, whoa. I believe we need more practical effects, animatronics, and puppetry to make any horror thing 
feel real. That's what most of these horror movies are missing. That and the mystery. I like when they don't show you the ghost or the monster, the creature. I like when it's a mystery that has you like, what's in that hallway? What's down there? What's behind that? So let's wrap this up. I'm stamping Five Nights at Freddy's with a solid 7 out of 10. It's a movie for the fans, crafted with Easter eggs and lore that'll satisfy the FNAF Legion. And if you've binged Matt Pat's videos like I have, you'll find yourself right at home in the pizzeria. Now, as our credits roll, I just want to say from the cozy aisles of our virtual cinema to your headphones, I'm thrilled you tuned in. I can't wait to pop in for the next reel with you, where we'll unravel another tapestry of cinematic wonder. Till then, keep the popcorn popping and the projectors rolling. This is Stephen Daniel signing off, but always ready for action. Tuning in to this episode, proudly presented by the APNM Group, a subsidiary of Alger Productions LLC. We strive to produce content that informs, entertains, and adds value to your day. We value your input and would be delighted to hear your thoughts in the comments about this episode. If you have questions, comments, or suggestions, please engage with us in the comments section or via our social media platforms. Your feedback helps us shape our content and uncover new topics that matter to our listeners. If this episode resonated with you, we kindly ask that you rate and review this show on your preferred podcast platform. Sharing this podcast with friends and family helps us reach more listeners and continue delivering content you enjoy. For more information about the podcast, the host, or our parent company, please visit the link in this episode's description. Also visit us on YouTube and Rumble to see and hear every content produced by Alger Productions. Thank you once again for your time and support. Until next time, stay tuned and stay inspired. 